Good morning once again, and welcome to today's daily podcast, your daily PPE, which is an acronym for the Psalms, the Proverbs, and the Ecclesiastes. Well, over the last, I guess, three three days now, we've been in Psalms 78. I love, I love the Psalms. I have uh, really gained a a respect, I guess you'd say. I don't know. I just, the Psalms has just really become a part of my devotion and a part of my life over the last, I guess, year, year and a half that we've been doing these podcasts. And uh, I can honestly say that reading and studying the Psalms has changed my life. I, I hope that they do for you too. And I, I hope that you are studying these and not just the 10 minutes that we have together, but really studying God's word and uh, applying this wisdom that the Psalms, the Proverbs, and the Ecclesiastes has for us, because I really believe this is a life-changing experience and a game-changer um, through the Psalms and the Proverbs and the Ecclesiastes. So anyway... That's a disclaimer for our podcast, the PPE. So anyway, let's get started. Today is the 8th. It is Tuesday. Um, The title of today's devotion is Be Thankful. We're going to look at some of the things that Asaph says here about the children of Israel, but he's really saying it about mankind and how we apply it to our life. So let's look at this. Psalm 78, we're going to be reading... Uh, verses 32 down to verse number 39 this morning. So let's look at this. Verse number 32, Asaph says, but in spite of all of this, now I'm not going to re-devotion or reteach the first 31 verses, but I encourage you to go back through and read them so you know exactly what Asaph is talking about when he says, in spite of this, what all these things he's talking about. Um So Asaph says, in spite of all this, the people kept sinning. And just in a nutshell, in spite of all this is all the great things and the mercy and the the grace that that God has been granting to the people of Israel. And then his provisions, his miracles, his wonders. uh, God just does awesome things. So in spite of all this, the people kept sinning. Despite his wonders, they refused to trust in him. So he ended their lives in failure, their years in terror. When God began killing them, they finally sought him. They repented and took God seriously. Then they remembered that God was their rock and that God most high was their redeemer. But all they gave him was lip service. They lied to him with their tongues. Their hearts were not loyal to him. They did not keep his covenant. Yet he was merciful and forgave their sins, and did not destroy them all. Many times he held back his anger and did not unleash his fury. Verse number 39, For he remembered that they were merely mortals, gone like a breath of wind that never returns. Now, first things first, I want to tell you here. Um, As you read this psalm, I want you to remember once again, the psalms is poetry. Um, This wisdom books, most of them are poetry. And when the psalmist writes about God destroying them, God's not a destroyer. God is a healer. 
God allows things to come into our life sometimes in order to draw us unto him. But he does not destroy. He does not kill. Um, That is the work of the devil. So let's look at a few things here and let's see what Asaph is talking about. First of all, the first thing that comes to my mind and as I read this and, and stuck out at me was the word death. Um, failure, terror came to them, death. Um, first of all, you would think that death would get people's attention about serving the Lord. Just the fact of knowing, uh, that we are going to die at some point in time, just the fact of knowing that you could have, you could have got up today and today could be it for you. Could be it for me. This this day that the Lord has made, this could be the last breath, the last day that we have. And I, I don't want to be grim and gloom and doom, but I heard at one point in time that human beings was the only species that truly knew that death was coming to them. Animals doesn't know that, or scientists have said that, or somewhere I read that. But anyway... I, I, I've preached a lot of funerals in my day and time, and I remind people all the time, every time we come to a funeral, um, I remind people all the time that the funeral is for the living, not the deceased. It's for the living to, rem- to remember that there is a day of reckoning coming. There's a day of judgment that's coming for us, that we all have to give an account to the Lord when we pass from this life into the next we have to give an account of our lives. And because of this moment, because of death, we should consider God and what he provides and what he gives to us. And that is salvation. It's an opportunity to live and trust in him. But even death, as you as you read this about the children of Israel and what Asaph says, even death doesn't always turn people's hearts to the Lord destruction doesn't stop them or sometimes it doesn't even help them choose what is best for their lives. Even after they they see death and they look death in the face, they still choose disobedience and hurt rather than trusting in the Lord. I see this so many times in uh, drug and alcohol abuse victims where they they know that the drugs are killing them, but they just can't stop. There's too much of an addiction there of the world and the things of the world for them to stop. And this truly is what, and now Asaph's not talking about drugs here literally, but he's talking about the desires of the world that pulls us and blinds us so much that even death will not get our attention. The second word that comes to my mind here as I look and read this passage of scripture is uh, the wonders, despite the wonders. And I, I think of this as victory. I mean, God had given the children of Israel many different victories. He he delivered them from the people of Egypt. He delivered them from slavery. He parted the Red Seas. He provided food. He provided water. But even when the people saw victory in their lives, they still would not trust in the Lord and it would not turn them to the Lord. This goes back to the sin that Asaph's talking about here, the cravings of the world and the the cravings that blinds us and that truly takes our attention off of what God truly offers us. And what he offers us is love and completeness and, again, salvation. 
And Asaph, he uses two words here. He's, he uses, he says, Asaph says their lives end in failure and torture. And this isn't just because of them not doing what God wants. It's not a matter of just disobedience, but it's sin. The payoff of sin in our lives is torture and failure and death. Now, when the people start dying, it seems as though they start to seek the Lord. And of course, Asaph points out that this wasn't true worship. This wasn't truly from their hearts. It was just lip service. They was just saying, and again, it just, it's so sad because not only does the children of Israel did this, but we as human beings do this every single day day, I guess I would say, all the time. Maybe not every single day, but all the time. But this is another great sin. We give, we, we, not only did they not believe that God could provide for them, but they believed that they could lie to the Lord. They could tell the Lord what they want or what he wanted to hear, but their hearts were, was far from them. And they just didn't think that God knew their hearts as well. This is a, a distrust in who God is. This is the breakdown of the trust in the belief system that God provided for his people and provides for his people. Um, and, and the thing is, is it, it's not that they didn't know or they hadn't seen his wonderful power at work at once before. They had seen it. They had experienced his God's power. They had experienced God's provision. His power and provision had been on display for them ever since they left Egypt and even before. But it was their desires that far outweighed their trust in God. Even though God's grace and his mercy was given to them, God realized that man is not perfect. Man makes bad choices, and God realized that man's going to disobey him because their hearts are always evil. He said it back in Genesis, but his grace and his mercy was so much bigger than their desire, bigger than they can ever imagine. His love for us and for mankind is so incomprehensible. So a couple of things as I close here today, I think it's our responsibility to pay attention to victories and defeats in our lives. Very important. It's our responsibility. Whether it's a spiritual or a physical victory or defeat, we can always have something that we can learn from God in those experiences. God is there in our victories and he's there in our defeat to show us and to grow us. Number two, never, never, never take God's provision for our lives for granted. Whether it's, whether it is that you, wherever it is that you find yourself today, it's not by chance or by luck that you've been placed there. God has a plan for you right where you are, right where he placed you. And I encourage you, look for his provision. Look for his plan. Look at his hand at work in your daily activities of your life. Because I promise you, he's there. And chances are, you won't have to look very, very far. Don't ever take for granted his provision for your life. Number three, the last thing, as I close this morning, anytime you have the urge or anytime you're tempted to forget 
God's grace and mercy that he's given you, don't. Don't ever. Don't ever let the tempter tempt you to forget that God's grace and his mercy are new for you every morning, every minute. Remember, he didn't have to save us, but he did. He doesn't have to love us, and sometimes it's hard, but he does. He doesn't owe not one single human being on the face of this planet. He doesn't owe any of us anything, but yet he still is preparing an eternal life for us in heaven because of his grace and his mercy and his love for us. I want to encourage you today, be thankful for what we know from God and from his character. God, today, as I come to you, I thank you for your grace and your mercy. I thank you so much for your love, Lord. You're such a wonderful, awesome God. Please forgive me of where I've taken granted, taken for granted the things that you've provided for me, the things that you've done for me. God, help me today to be thankful. Help me to see your hand in all the victories and all of the defeats in my life, God. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray today that you see the victories. Whether you're living a life of victory today, whether this Tuesday finds you victorious or whether it finds you defeated, remember, there's always tomorrow. God's in control and he's got a plan for your life. Trust in him. And remember, be thankful for what you have and be thankful for what God has given you. He's given you another day, the whole day of today, Tuesday. God bless you. Have a great day. Lord willing, I will see you tomorrow. And remember this, I'm praying for you. I'm praying that God will do great and amazing things through your life today. And I'm believing that he will, if you will look for it. Have a wonderful day. I'll talk to you tomorrow.